We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Budding Heads Podcast. Proud part of Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Not proud to be a Rams podcast, though, today. Coming off uh, an embarrassing defeat to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, I'm Steve Ribeiro, as always, here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, Rams are 3-5. and five. They make no moves at the trade deadline. How how are you? How are you doing? You know, I was expecting worse at the beginning of the season, but considering how well they played, only to see them, you know, just screw up so badly these past couple of games, it's disheartening at this point. Well, now, so here's a question uh, off the top here. The... Yeah, the Rams have played fairly well in a lot of games up until this week. Uh, obviously, this was a disaster. The team made the decision to not make any trades to bring in players as a trade deadline. Standing pat, holding on to all their picks. Right move, wrong move. How are, how are you feeling coming out of this where the team we had going in today, by and large, will be the team that we have for the remainder of the season? It's um, it's tough because I wouldn't say it was the wrong move because I feel like you we've kind of discussed this um, last year, especially that uh, if you're going to make a midseason trade, you're essentially committing to, you know, winning at least getting far into the playoffs if not win the Super Bowl. For you to make a midseason trade only for you to get a rental player for nothing, you know, you don't even make the playoffs, why? Which is why we kind of questioned a little bit why the Rams were, you know, pursuing guys like Brian Burns last season. And uh, I st- I'm still thankful that that didn't fall through. <laughs> yeah, thank God, man. Yeah, exactly. So it it was obviously your the Ram fans are so used to seeing these like home run trades at midseason, getting, you know, the Jalen Ramseys, getting the uh Dante Fowlers, the Von Millers, the Odell Beckhams. You know, now seeing them do nothing is like come on, do something. But uh yeah, what what are you what what exactly are you trying to accomplish though? Right. You you're surrendering future assets and get maybe a little bit better if if you're lucky. 
So that's why, like, I, I've seen some of Ram's Twitter and, man, some, some of these people, you think the sky was falling or something. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't. You, you don't sacrifice so much right now when, yeah, maybe you you kind of inch your way to the playoffs if you're lucky. But even if you make it, how far do you think this team is going to go? I, I honestly would not. I, I'd be surprised if this team even makes it at this point. Well, we'll talk about that later. Look, I'm not I'm not out on the playoffs yet. Um, but I don't really care. Like it's it'd be nice to make the playoffs. It's not gonna affect the long term outlook of the team at all if they do. The and I, I I'm aligned for the most part, like, yeah, like there's not a move out there that makes them a title contender. Nope. And I think, you know, you can make a move that gives you an edge in the race for the seven seed, which honestly, like I, I want to talk about the race for the seven seed later. Cause everybody sucks and is getting worse. Every team in the race for the seven seed effectively got worse this week. Um, and so like, even without a deal, you're, you're still in the mix for that spot. Um, and like you said, like, is it worth going all in to get steamrolled in the first round? Or if you get lucky, like win a couple games and then lose, like I don't know, probably not. Um, but then Johnny, <laughs> the reason I think everyone is emotional is because I think after almost all of us made peace with that, you see the 49ers give up a third round pick for Chase Young, and it's like, if we did that, would we be coming on the podcast upset about it? No, we would no. not be. Uh, we'd be pretty excited about that if that happened. And so, um, like, the Bears traded the second-round pick for Montez Sweat, who is good, but it's kind of like, what are you doing? You know, that's the 35th pick or whatever in this draft. Chase Young goes for a third. It's the 49ers, so it's a late third. You know, like, we could offer it a better third. We've seen the Rams draft in the third round for a couple of years. It's like, I don't know if that option would have even been on the table for us. Like maybe they helped chase young a little bit to get him to San Francisco instead of like sending him here. He's a free agent at the end of the year, but you know, Johnny, like that would have been nice. And I wouldn't have been upset about it. You know, I, I thought about that myself and, I think that that's kind of the most, for the most part, what uh, you know fans are upset about, and I can understand because Chase Young I think is is a quality player, and a third rounder honestly is not much for him. But at the same time, I, I look at the 49ers and I see that this is a team that obviously is going in all all in, uh, although. Maybe they kind of need to because these past few games have been ugly by the 49ers. Um, that being said, you know, obviously bringing in Chase Young with that already scary defensive front is uh, it's gonna it's gonna help a lot. And I my only thing is if I'm a 49er fan, ugh, I need a shower after that. Uh, if if I'm a 49er fan. I'm concerned, can the 49ers bring him back next year? Because they, if you you look at their salary cap, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't think it really matters. Because um, if he leaves, I think you're getting a compensatory pick for him. Because it'd be a That's pretty true. big payday. Um, and when you're a contender, that pick isn't much going to be much later than your pick. Now, if it was us, and, and he's an ex expiring contract, obviously, since we're having this conversation. Like, if we did that, and we bring in Chase Young, and he doesn't stay, the pick goes from a, you know, early to mid third round pick, depending on how this all plays out in 2024, to a likely a late third, maybe even a late fourth, depending on how much money he makes in, in 25. And... um you know, depending on, I don't remember fully like how the comp picks work when you sign players because we never fucking signed anybody. Um, <laughs> so honestly, I'm not as familiar with the rules 
of how it offsets. But unless the like the Rams would have been incompetent that they could keep him if they signed. And honestly, I think if the Rams acquired him and wanted to spend the money to keep him, you know, they probably would have been able to. But yeah, I, I like it's 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 not the 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 a bad decision that we didn't make this move. And I don't know if the move was available to us, but it doesn't feel good, you know, <laughs> like that the 40 fucking Niners did it, man. That's really what it is. Is it went he went to the 49ers. It, he could have literally gone to any other team outside of the NFC West. A- anybody else, man. Anybody, anybody else. else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't blame fans for being upset and a little disappointed, but in the end, no deal was probably better than a deal, even for Chase Young, um, though I have to say I would have really liked it. It, it would have been nice, but it's okay. It's okay. Now, uh, well, let's take a quick break, send it to our sponsors and come back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, Johnny, the only other player that got traded that, you know, maybe you could have made a case for the Rams getting here. And it's such a ridiculous, like, pivot like in quality of players no i don't mean that to be disrespectful here but the vikings uh acquired josh dobbs from the cardinals in exchange they gave up a six round pick they got back dobbs and a seventh basically the same trade we made with cam Akers and with van jefferson now josh dobbs you know not a player we need long term but the Rams quarterback situation this week has been a, a big topic this week after Matthew Stafford, obviously he got hurt in the Dallas game on a two point conversion catch, which we will talk, discuss in a bit. Uh, but he's day to day with a, I think a UCL sprain in his thumb, right? You know, in yeah. his throwing thumb, throwing thumb. I, you know, I got a little lisp and that word is not kind to me. Throwing thumb. I cannot say that. Uh, <laughs> um, so he's day to day. We play the Packers this week and then go on a bye. So I let, let's let's save that part of the discussion. Um, it's obviously an important game against the Packers if they want to make the playoffs. I guess we talk about it now. I, I, I'm sorry for the word vomit here. Like we play the Packers and we have a bye, and I think if we lose to Green Bay. To me, me personally, that's going to probably be the nail in the coffin for my Rams making the playoffs because they'd have to really go on an unbelievable tear to get to like nine and eight um, if they lose this game. But what do you do? Because they're going on a bye right after. You need Stafford next year if you want to compete. You need him healthy. It, it like un- unless there was no chance of a re-injury, I don't think I would play him. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of why the Rams were, you know, kind of looking into options because. You, <laughs> well, they, you're right. You do have to protect the longevity of the season, even if that means you know benching him for a week, uh, just so he can recover a little bit. I mean. 
this is a little bit different because if it was on his non-throwing hand, I think this is fine. You know, obviously he might be in pain, but at least, you know, he's not throwing the football every time he's in pain, you know? So um, the fact that it's on his throwing hand, I, I would much rather him just recover, um, use the extra week to, you know, heal his body. And then, you know, the following week we, he comes back on a tear, hopefully. Yeah. And like, it, it's tough because they do need to win this game. And we're about to talk about their backup quarterback situation. It's not the best, nope. but it's just like this season's this season's not that important, you know? No. Nope. And listen, the way Stafford was playing before this thumb injury, I don't want to see what he looks like at 60%. I really don't. I don't want to know what that looks like. Uh, it was it was a, a tough day for, for our guy out there. Um, and so, like, we're recording this Tuesday night, coming out Wednesday, so we don't have a ton of information beyond him being day-to-day. But the moves that the Rams made here kind of signal that he's probably fine, and they're clearly not that concerned. Um, now, you might be wondering if you're – not following the Rams' backup quarterback situation closely. First of all, good for you. Uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback we drafted in the fourth round of this draft, uh, the 26-year-old rookie um, who played in college for seven years and never graduated. Uh, he's hasn't been with the team since September. I don't want to speculate what's going on with him. Um, they have not said. They said he's doing well. Uh, it's a non-football injury reserve list, uh, but they said it's more likely that he won't play this year than he will. So he's not here. That was the investment uh, they made on backup quarterback. You know, I think we're both on the record on it was probably a little silly of an investment, uh, regardless of the prospect Bennett is. So you go to number three on the depth chart. You have Brett Rippon, uh, who is, despite being able to carry three quarterbacks on an active game in the NFL, they've only had these two guys on the roster. So they've kind of just had a hole there. Uh, I mean, before we get to who they signed, and I don't know if you know, they did they, the current rumor is they did sign someone, Johnny. Uh, so if you don't know who that is, I'm excited to reveal it to you. <laughs> but, um, I, I think I know who it is, but uh, I'm, I'm curious if I'm right. Um. S- like, do you think, you know, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, but given how beneficial the rules are to carrying three quarterbacks, you think they should have had a third guy hanging around the locker room this right now? I mean, it couldn't hurt to have a, at least a guy on the practice squad. Yeah, I really couldn't have. Really couldn't have hurt. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of haunting them now. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not like we're loading up an elite back up there. Uh, Brett Rippon, I think, is about who we thought he was. He he did not look good in this game. Granted, he had no time to repair. Nobody looked good in this game. So, we'll see. There was one player. Who, who looked good? Well, I'll, I'll mention him when we get to that All part right. of the podcast. All right. Um but, yeah, I mean, like, if it's one game, like, if, if they don't think Stafford will miss more than this week, obviously you don't go out and get a big name, but it would have been nice to have him. Now, <laughs> so, if you didn't follow this, I thought this was hysterical. Uh, I think it was yesterday, Monday night, the Rams, it was rumored that they offered a contract to John Wolford, former Rams backup, currently on the Tampa Bay practice squad, uh, and he declined. He did not want to come play for us. He wants to remain on Tampa Bay's practice squad, which is just, like, embarrassing for us. Like, it doesn't really mean anything to me, but, like, getting rejected by John Wolford, who is not good, is pretty fucking embarrassing. It It is, and... But when you think about it and think long and hard about it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, this would be his third stint with the Rams. And and I think we forget about that. You know, um, he didn't really get a shot his first time with the Rams. 
the last time, I I mean, he sort of got a chance and he did not look good. And uh, yeah, now he, he would get another chance, but in a not so good situation again. Yeah, I, I can kind of understand. Maybe he's kind of better off where he's at. But uh, it does kind of say a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, he, he got benched like twice last year, right? Yep. So, <laughs> you know, I, I can't blame the guy for, you know, maybe taking that a little personally, you know? Yeah, and, and it's like, from his perspective... Um, they probably, he sure he asked what Stafford's status, and they were probably like, he's going to be fine. And so you're really coming in to suit up for this week, might be his perspective. And I don't necessarily blame him for staying in the practice squad, but I don't know. It's pretty embarrassing for us. Uh, I don't even think they should have called him. Like, No, I, I don't think so either, but uh, I, I will say this. I find it amusing that he's still playing behind the guy that ultimately replaced him when last season. It, it is it is pretty uh, it it is pretty outrageous. Yeah, because he yeah he technically started that Raiders game. So Baker got him a win. He got him a win on his resume. There you go. <laughs> um, you know you love a good long um on the podcast. So they did Johnny. They signed Dresser Win. Is is the prevailing rumor right now? Did you hear that? Oh yeah, and and uh, because he's a household name for sure. <laughs> uh, Dresser Win, who our listeners might remember from our confusion of him being on the team in the preseason, uh, <laughs> took took some snaps there. Relatively unknown guy, played college at Tennessee Martin, uh, was an undrafted rookie this year. Um, he's been. With the Edmonton Elks of the CFL. Uh, so now he's back. Um, you know, like, dude, I'd rather have him than John Walford. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Is there anything here? Unlikely. But uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him play with real players. I've seen John Walford play with real players. That's true. You know, I'm not going to point fingers, but you could blame him for getting Cooper Cup injured last year. Not that you're pointing fingers or anything. Some people will. You know, <laughs> he's not blameless. Uh, so I, I think I'd rather see Dresser win. Um, another guy just like Stetson Bennett, who spent six years in college, uh, turns 25 in two weeks, rookie. Um, God damn, I got to chill with the umps, guys. Uh, this is what backup quarterback. I feel like we're in the preseason again, just rambling on about backup quarterbacks. I, I think we've talked about this enough. Uh, there's not really a lot to say here because they didn't make any moves. It really signals to me that Stafford's going to be fine. I wouldn't bet on him playing this week, but listen, like if he's going to the IR, they're not signing dresser win. No. Like, I don't know. Like, if, if he's going to the IR, and, and I, I don't remember if I said this on Twitter, if I was just saying it to somebody in my personal life. Like, if Stafford was done for the year with his injury, knock on wood, thank God he's not, they're signing Carson Wentz because Sean McVay gets, got, gets bored as fuck, and they need something to keep him entertained. Uh, they would have made an interesting signing. Like, you know that's the only reason they brought in Baker last year. Like, he had to have been bored out of his goddamn mind uh, watching John Wolford and Bryce Perkins throw the ball into the dirt. <laughs> You're not wrong. And, You're absolutely and, not wrong. And, and, like, as we've said, if you've listened to the show for a while, they kept three quarterbacks last year on the active roster and still brought in somebody because their two backup quarterbacks were not good enough to play in the NFL. You can actually make an argument if they did that for two years. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, which is crazy. Which is crazy. I'm sick of talking about backup quarterbacks. So, uh, just, you know, before we look ahead, we'll look back a little bit at the Dallas game. I mean, there's not much to talk about. It was a disaster. 
on. <laughs> What'd you say? Do we have to? <laughs> a little bit. It was a disaster on offense, on defense, on special teams. Who Who was the guy you, you wanted to call out that played well? Our new kicker, man. I guess, yeah. He made one. No, no, he made two, man. Oh, I, I think I, I think I shut the game off before the, the last one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was no reason to watch it anymore. <laughs> I, I was suffering in the bar while my Dallas friends were laughing at me. It was, it was my wedding anniversary, uh, and this is what I made. My wife's at home for three hours watching, so. When it got into the fourth quarter, I was like, I think we can just leave. He did make a 47-yarder. Good call. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. They were pretty easy kicks. So, Hey, you know what? He he made it, and he made it look like he didn't struggle to make it like Maher was. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I'm giving him a chance. I'll, uh, I'll rescind my rant from last week. I, uh, I still... I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try today. I'll listen <laughs> in on the broadcast on on Sunday. Um, not challenging the Puka Nakua catch, uh, which would have gotten them a first down. And I think they ended up getting, I don't know why they got it or when in the game this was. The game is such a blur. But that was crazy. And that's like the one thing I really remember off the top of my head. I mean, really, there wasn't a whole lot else to want to remember. There was a lot of things that I'd like to forget. But, um, yeah, there it was just such uninspiring football all the way around. And like I said, other than the kicker, there wasn't really much else to celebrate. No, like, like nothing. Uh, everybody on offense was bad. The protection was bad. Stafford was horrible. Uh, maybe his worst game of the year. The running backs were like, eh. Royce keeps running okay. Um, and Henderson had had some nice passes or pass catches. Uh, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup combined for like sixty yards. And yeah. def- d- defensively, okay. So here's where I'm at defensively. Now uh, let me caveat this as always. Anyone who played in this game is in the 99.9th percentile of NFL players. Yep. So, relative to that, Darian Kendrick sucks, and we need to stop playing him. He's not a guy. He's not somebody this team is going to invest in. You have Trey Tomlinson behind him. Just let that guy fucking play and see what happens, dude. Like, we've seen enough to know that this guy is not is not it. I don't even think he should be on the team next year. Yeah, I. Yeah. And it only seems like he's getting worse. Like it doesn't. It seems like he's getting worse every week. Here's the thing: I I don't mind him if he's a backup. Do I want to see him as a starter? No. But um, I I do wonder why you don't, you know, kind of replace him with a Duke Shelley or with uh, Trey. Uh, Hodges Tomlinson, like either one of these guys, I'm, I'd be okay with. I know that with with Tomlinson, you'd kind of have to shift everyone around a little bit because he's pretty much your your nickel corner. But still, I mean, you got to do something because uh, even coming into the season, I did not see uh, Kendrick as a starter. I saw him as a backup, somebody that you would play situationally because the reason why he's struggling is because he's not fast and in this league you pretty much have to be it's like almost a standard at this point that cornerbacks have to be faster than hell i mean it's it's just such a fast league now you can't be just adequate speed and and you know have be a good cover corner it's it just, it, you can't anymore. It's a totally different game now. No, yeah, and you're going against CeeDee Lambs, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Like, you're going to get wrecked by these burners. guys. You know, we were, <laughs> I think I, I, in my prize picks last week, had the CeeDee Lamb over. I don't even remember what it was. It was pretty high, but it was so obvious that that was hitting. And this guy caught 12 of 14 targets. 
for 158 yards and two touchdowns. And his longest catch was 26 yards. So he, like, if you catch 12 balls for 158 yards and your longest was only 26, like, that just means you up and down the field ate our lunch. Like, just destroyed us in every possible facet of the game. And that's what he did out there. Anyone who was guarding him, in Darian Kendrick's defense, I guess, or lack thereof, was getting destroyed by CeeDee Lamb. Um, and we just don't have the personnel to do that. They need to bring it, like, either with their first-round pick next year or with a hefty portion of your your money, you need to bring in a number-one cornerback. If only you had one on the roster last year. Uh, but alas, here we are. Yeah, yeah, here we are once again. Um, Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, Johnny, did you see that? The Rams designated Hunter Long to return from the IR? I did, and I was like, oh, he is still on the roster. I stand by my statement that I made that we will never see him play. (laughs) I mean, you may not be wrong. I don't care that they activated him. I stand by that. We'll what see. if he turns out to be a hell of a tight end? I'd be fucking hyped, dude. But he's not going to. <laughs> a man can dream, Steve. Hey, I was, you know, I said the same shit about Tutu Atwell, and he's That's a solid true. player. That's so, true. You know, I'm just a fool hosting this podcast, shooting the shit. Here we are. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have nothing else from this game. Mike Michael Hoyt played good. You know, I, I he had that sack early. I guess maybe he didn't because I don't remember anything else. But uh, that was nice <laughs> at least. I didn't see him in coverage as much. Yeah, it, it was kind of nice seeing the Rams just torture Dak for like the first <laughs> drive. <laughs> and then after that, Dak was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done being on my back for a second. Yeah, that like that call was tough. Um the the illegal contact call on that third and eleven, which is bullshit. They ruined the game. Like, <laughs> I, it I, broke I, the Rams. I, it, it might have. Like, after that play, uh, Aaron Donald sacked Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott on the next play. Um, but like, I, I the, my last thought on this game is, this was a game where they very easily could have rolled over and died. And while they never made it close. Like, it seemed like they were trying even after getting down big early, which was nice. You know, that's that's about the only nice thing I could say. Yeah, that that's all you can say, really. <laughs> uh, I'll take another quick break here and then look at this Packers game. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So, Johnny, before we talk about the Packers, I do want to talk about the NFC West race for the seventh seed. Because while... The three and five Rams shouldn't be in the mix. Like I need to let you need to lay out the playoff scenario here because like I'm I'm not out. Like I think we have a chance. You got the Eagles seven and one at the top. They're obviously in the Lions six and two. Uh at second, Seahawks five and two, leading the NFC West now. Um now you have the Falcons at four and four in first place in the NFC South. I don't think they're good. Nope. And they're kind of involved in this conversation. Cowboys 5, 49ers 6. I mean, they're much better than we are. Then you've got the Vikings in 7th currently at 4 and 4. And I think last week we said they're the best team in this mix. But Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles, unfortunately. He's done for the year. They trade for Josh Dobbs. So Josh Dobbs might be their quarterback down along the way. Uh, who's who's the, the young guy they have that's on the IR currently? Do you remember? 
They have a young guy on the IR? Yeah, hang on. Give me a sec. Um... Uh, 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 what I will that? say though, I think it's gonna be interesting to see Dobbs on the Vikings He's because you know he he isn't. And honestly, when Dobbs came on uh, came to the Cardinals, I thought to myself, well, this is gonna be pointless. But you know, he hasn't been as bad as I thought he would be. Of course, he's no Kyler Murray, but you know. If I'm the Vikings, I'm thrilled that I have this dude now taking over for for Kirk Cousins because Cousins is done, unfortunately. Yeah, if if Stafford hits the IR, I'm gonna be furious that we didn't make that trade. Exactly. I, I I agree with you. Um, it's not a young guy; it's Nick Mullins is on the IR. Ah, um, uh, okay, yeah. Who's like I'll, I I guess like I'd rather have him ripping, but uh, yeah. I don't think he's better than Dobbs. No, uh, no, I totally take Dobbs over him. Yeah, agreed. So they're the seven seed right now. The Saints are the eight seed at four and four. I don't think they're good, and we still play them. The Bucks are three and four and ninth. I don't think they're good. We're three and five at ten. I mean, also we're not good. Uh, <laughs> the Commanders just sold everybody. They're uh, in eleventh at three and five, and then the Packers are in twelfth at two and five. The Giants thirteenth at two and six. The Bears two and six. Panthers, Cardinals one win. So it's like I don't again, and we've said this like I don't think the Rams need to make the playoffs this year, but I wouldn't be mad about it because I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get one of those elite draft picks. No. Um, and so you're going in this game against Green Bay, who is farther removed from the playoff race than we are, but they're only at half a game behind us, so who knows. It's kind of must win. And, like, Green Bay, so, like, we've just gotten torched last week. But you look at Green Bay's offense. Like, they have good running backs who are not doing well this year. Jordan Love, I, I think I'm out at this point. Um, they have some, like, okay receivers, like Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. But, like, those guys shouldn't torch us. And if the Rams secondary gets torched uh, by this group of offensive players, they, it, they, we're doomed. There is no hope forever. Like, I don't even want to watch the rest of the season if Romeo Dobbs goes for 160 yards on Sunday. <laughs> no disrespect to him. But, like, they need, even if they lose... Like, even if Rippon plays and they lose, the defense needs to play well in this game. Uh, it's in mostly just the secondary. Like, if Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon combine for 250 yards on the ground and we lose, I'll be mad about it. I'm going to come on this podcast and shit on the defense, but, like, the, the secondary, after the couple of weeks I've had, needs a bounce-back game here. Agreed. Like, desperately. 100% agreed desperately and this is a game to do it and you look at their schedule if they, like if they win this game they'll be four and five after the bye they'll play seattle arizona cleveland baltimore washington new orleans the giants the 49ers that have five losses nine and eight's doable and i don't know if that'll get you into the playoffs um i mean 10, 10 and 7 wouldn't be impossible but given the way Seattle's playing right now, I think you're probably not beating Seattle. You're probably not beating Baltimore. You're probably not beating the 49ers. But they're not out. Yeah. They're not totally out. The win against the Steelers would have been nice. But I don't know, man. I just think all these teams suck. I mean, we're not good either. But, like, these teams are bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat as you, man. I, I think that um, – I, I don't know if I'm as confident to get up to the 9 and 8 mark. But I'm not I confident. Think... I'm not confident, but it's okay. possible. Okay, it's – all right, I can see that being possible and all. But um, I do think that this is still a much better team than what we've seen the past few weeks. Uh, it's just, 
there's got to be some type of changes. And I imagine that there, the, you know, coaching staff is going to work a little bit harder to, you know, switch things around, especially after the bye week. But um, they do face a lot of challenges, especially if Stafford isn't able to go this week. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one if he can't play. Um, but a game like, you know, I don't, I'm not betting on them if Stafford doesn't play. But if Rippon plays passable football, I do still think they can win. Um, I think we're That's just a, a better ask. team. <laughs> What'd you say? That's a big ask. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Well, they just, I mean, look, man, they just traded uh, Rasul Douglas. Their secondary's weaker. Be a great game to have Stafford because I think he'd play well. We could finally maybe beat Green Bay in Green Bay, which we never fucking do. Um, nope. So it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I had a thought, and it's gone. Oh, just like, and we mentioned this earlier, I think the goal of the Rams should be to, at positions where you don't have guys locked in, like get a look at everybody on your roster and see if they're players that are worth moving forward with. And I think out of all the guys that haven't played much this year, like Trey Tomlinson is really the only guy in that group that I think they want, they should want to see play uh, showed promise in the preseason was a the guy they liked. Um, I think I would have liked to see Zach Evans play for the same reason, honestly, but I think that I don't think they're in on Zach Evans the fact that he just hasn't touched the field. Let's just get a look at these guys, man, because you're probably going to be overhauling your roster again next year. And you should, you want to know like what players are worth investing in out of this young group of guys. And you have tons of them. Yeah. I, I, I think Evans, unfortunately may be out, uh, <laughs> It's unbelievable that he still hasn't really done anything, especially with your two top backs out now. I mean, and actually, just... it's even worse than that when you consider Cam Akers was traded. So, yeah, it's um, you've been kind of giving the ball to a guy that's been hanging out on the practice squad all year and a guy that was just preparing for the XFL. He, you have four running backs in the roster to start the season, including Zach Evans. Three of them are not here. Two of them hurt one of them on a different team. And he was a healthy scratch this week. Why did you keep him? Why did you, why did you keep him on your roster? I think they should just cut him. Or at least put him on the practice squad. I think just like, I think it's, it's not beneficial to his career. If you have, three running backs ahead of him. They're all gone. And you bring in three more running backs to play ahead of him. He's a fourth string running back. And it with three guys who weren't on the roster two weeks ago, it's like, it's done. It's done. You clearly aren't interested in this guy. Why are why is he wasting a roster spot? Yeah. At this point, if they're really not that confident, whether it be, uh, you know, maybe he's not as good as they hoped, or maybe he's not doing as well in practice. Place him on the practice squad, you know? If you're worried about another team taking him, let him take him. If you're yeah. worried about another team taking him, you should put him on the fucking field. Like, I I just, like, I, I don't, you know, and I feel like we've said similar things with players in the past, like Trey Terrell Burgess comes to mind, like, if you're playing this many players ahead of him, why are you even bothering? Like, he's a running back. He can't be that much of a project. Like, how much work needs to be done to make him a player? Like, it's got to be monumental if you're, like, you're you're playing all these random-ass guys off the street over a guy you drafted. Uh, like, I just... I, I just let him go. Let's all move on, man. You don't you don't have any interest in him. Be like Elsa and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Like I don't know. Uh like it's just when you get to the point where he's a healthy scratch after those injuries, 
when he was the only healthy running back on the roster like two Mondays ago or whatever. Three. I don't know. It's just depressing. Uh, I mean, I don't care that they waste a six-round pick, but like, just move on, man. You're not helping his career. So... You want to make a prediction on this game? Anything else with this game? Like, what? Do you, what is quarterback aside? What's the one thing you're looking to watch in this game? I think it, it it's going to be like a, a mixture. Of course, the secondary is going to be your top concern. Uh, it, it, like you said, if if they can't contain Jordan Love in their offense, there's uh, some serious concerns moving forward. But uh, also looking offensively, like. Um, of course, quarterback is a concern, but what about other areas? Like, uh, obviously, you've got to worry about, you know, the ground game. We talked a lot about, you know, Freeman and Henderson having to kind of carry the load. Can they continue to operate uh, against the Packers defense? You know, that's that's another thing to really keep in mind. Can, you know, the receiving core step up? Because they sure as hell didn't do it against the Cowboys. Uh, so, you know, you got to look to lean on, of course, uh, Puka Nakua and uh, Cooper Cup, you know, uh, but not just them, but, you know, how about uh, Tutu Atwell, who was also quiet in the game? So, yeah, you know, there are there are some concerns all around, but, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I'm looking forward to a lot, seeing how uh, Sean McVay runs the offense as well. You know, keeping a more balanced offense would be preferred or at least an attempt to get the ground game going, even though it is with those running backs. Uh, and, of course, our boy, our new kicker that we can't pronounce his name. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Lucas Habrasic? Habrasic? I don't know. But, That's yeah, I, I'm excited to see him. Ethan Evans is questionable. We don't even know oh, he's going to play. Uh I think it was Jordan Rodrigue noted that Dresser Wynn punted in college. Oh. <laughs> that, that might be a reason they signed him. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be dead laughing at this if that's really the main reason they signed him. <laughs> it can't be the main reason, but, like, I do wonder if they if that had any impact. Oh, also um, – Joe Nopum suited up this week, right? And didn't play? Uh, I thought... Didn't he? Um, he... Oh, I lied. Oh, oh, ha- Havenstein didn't play. Never mind. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he played. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, yeah. He played right tackle? Yeah. Yes. Ignore me. <laughs> um ignore me man whatever uh the rams haven't won in lambeau since 2006 johnny yes or no is does it change this week i'm gonna say yes i I think i think that the the packers are just not the packers anymore post aaron Rodgers. i i think that they're just a horrible team overall and the fact that they can't get their ground game going which was, you know, kind of the, you know, bread and butter of the team for the past couple of years. Yeah, it, it's not looking too good for them, man. And um, hopefully that doesn't, you know, rejuvenate their offense playing against a, a team like us. But um, I, I think it, they end up, the Rams end up winning this game. I'm going to say 23 to 16. That's a good number. I'm going to go 24 to 17. I'll take the Rams. All right. What do you wow. think? Uh, and we don't need to go much longer, but we talked about a bunch about like path to playoffs and all that before the season. I think you had the Rams at four wins and I had them at what? Six wins. Yes. They're three and five right now. How do you think they finish? I think that they end up with their record, man. I think they end up, Six and, uh, six and 11. I think 7 and 10. It makes me sad. But I guess it's better than I predicted. 
I mean, it's two games better than I predicted, so. Yeah, it's like, I just, it's it's tough to, like, even if they win this week, like, they should beat the Packers. They're a better team than the Packers. There's just some toss-up games that, like, I don't know. Um, like, when, I guarantee you, when we play the goddamn Browns, that game is going to be, like, 12 to 6. We're going to lose. Like, I, I can just feel that coming. It's going to be the worst game I've ever watched. Deshaun Watson is going to go like Deshaun Watson is going to go like eight for thirty. He might not even play, man. He doesn't even play anymore. Uh, like goddamn, dude. Like that's a game that we would need to win to get to the playoffs, and I don't think we will. And it pisses me off because he he was one of my starting quarterbacks. Well, that's on you, buddy. I could have told you that. I know. I know. It is potentially going to go down as one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL, which is so funny. <laughs> if you guys couldn't tell, Steve isn't a big fan. Well, I think, too, like, genuinely, if you factor in the contract, the draft capital, the draft capital that they traded, the fact that the team was good, like, not, like, great, but, like, a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender – and all of the off-the-field issues, and by issues, I mean the 26 accusations of sexual assault and sexual misconduct. <laughs> when you factor that all in, the fact that he's just terrible, like, to me, that makes it, like, arguably the worst trade in football history. Even worse than the Sean Payton trade? <laughs> I, I mean, listen, man. They won this week. They did. Uh, I mean, I yeah, it may be. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, it's he's it's so bad. He he's given them nothing. It's been two years now. He's better than Nathaniel Hackett, though, man. <laughs> oh, I I meant Watson. It's only been a. I, listen, man, the, they beat the Chiefs this week. I still think trading for Sean Payton is outrageous. Uh, and the Saints, uh, the Chiefs beat themselves. Um, but, hey, if they pull one off against the Bills this week, sure. Sure. <laughs> Next week, I think they're going to buy. Oh, man. Okay. The 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 lovely uh the lovely fandom that uh Steve has for Sean Payton and uh Sean Watson it's it's amazing well not the same although Sean Payton's also a piece of shit but would say not on the <laughs> same level as Sean Watson different different situations we're going to go Hopefully, we're coming back on the bye week after a win. Follow us on Twitter, of course. Steve Rivero, Johnny5.6, Talk Rams, and we will see you guys soon.